Hello. Hello, Kat. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me okay? I have you on speakerphone, but if that's bad for audio, I can take it off. No, you sound perfect. Uh... All right. Speaking of Canadian, my friend in Edmonton texted me this morning that, like, headline news today in Edmonton was that tobogganing injuries are on the rise. <laughs> like, everything going on in the world and that's that's Edmonton's big news. I'm like, if that was a headline in August, like I would read that article. You know what I mean? I'm like it's oh the God. middle of winter in well, Canada. What do you figure is the fully... cause? Just people are like fucking bored at this point and everything's closed. They're like, Well, we might as well go tobogganing. We can say so- socially distanced. Yeah, I'm like, what's the next headline? Like snowy winter weather expected in edmonton like whoa i bet that's connected to that tobogganing uh insti- incident uh, <laughs> i bet those headlines are connected oh my god no one tell the government we'll have to get licenses to go tobogganing now oh my god you can't have any fun anymore everybody's got to ruin it well then again we'll i'm 32 if i go tobogganing i'm definitely going to get injured again i told I, you i like the again <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I've told that story before where I fell off a cliff. Cliff, yeah. Yeah, I lost a tooth and my knee's never been the same. <laughs> I can tell when it's about to rain. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have that same skill. Thanks kindly to, to my table slip in the rain. <laughs> That's still <laughs> acting up, eh? Yes. Oh, it's never no. going to be the same. I've just accepted it. I'm like, you walk like this now. Like, it cracks occasionally. Oh my god. And that's just how it is. But every time like my knee cracks, I'm like, that was a good time. It's this constant reminder of like what too much fun does to you, and that's why the government took it away from us. Everything's gotta balance out, you know, you can have yeah. this much fun, but you gotta live with this much pain. Yes. Are you at a point now that like you sleep on the couch or something like that and you can wake up and like your neck will be fucked up for a couple days? <laughs> on the couch like that happens in bed oh no (laughs) on the couch i wouldn't dare dream sleep on the couch i'm lucky if i wake up all right in my bed each morning when i bought my bed there was an option to buy a 60 dollars pillow i bought the 60 dollars pillow because i was like please for the love of god i want to be able to turn my head day to day (laughs) They got me for you know sixty what? fucking dollars, and I can't even use it because it's too fluffy. <laughs> Flatter pillow. I want to laugh at you, but at the same time, I spent one hundred and twenty bucks on two pillows, which I did the math. I'm like, eh, I did that sixty dollar pillow trick like four years ago, and uh, it changed my life. Now I'm like, now those are the only kinds of pillows I'll use. Did you lose them in the in the divorce, or were you able to take them with you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, so I ordered four of them. I ended up with two of them, which seemed like my fair share. I mean, I've accepted that fine. I got the two that I sleep on, mm-hmm. but technically I ordered and paid for all four of them. So no, I feel like I lost half my pillows. It's unacceptable. In that I would rather it have too a- many pillows. Like I have like four different kinds. I have an ancient one that's like flat as a piece of paper. One that's like overstuffed, uh, one that is designed like supposed to be like space age technology or something it's like a foam pillow that's like a weird square i'll send you a picture of it you can't like (laughs) space age technology like oh 
Yeah. Yeah, I need that. It's useless. <laughs> I'm um, just trying anything. But I have to have a bunch of pillows because the dog likes his. It's one at the end. Well, of the I'll tell bed. you something about my pillows. One is a side sleeper and one is a back sleeper. <laughs> and that's like, <laughs> oh my God, they really got me. <laughs> they look the same. But like one of them is meant for if you're sleeping on your side and one's meant for if you're sleeping on your back. The fuck and I don't even to our lives, cat. So. <laughs> this is us now. <laughs> I know. I'm like $50 for a pillow. Yeah, but see, this one's a side sleeper. I'm like, oh, oh, well, I do sleep on my side sometimes. So I need that option. And they come and it's like two fucking pillows. I'm like, of course it's two fucking pillows. But I paid $60 so that one of them is assigned specifically for when I sleep on my side. So, oh. you know. Yeah, and when my back's acting up, I have to take the little pillow and put it between my legs so my, my hips are on the correct yeah, angle. I do, that too. I do that too. I have one very plush pillow, and like, yeah, that's where that goes. Yeah. Between my knees. Oh my god. Some days when I'm getting out of bed, like, it's the most, like, horrific thing to see me just walking, like, until I'm stretched <laughs> out again. Like, people... Walking? Oh. I'm, like, caveman hunched. Like, till I'm up to the end of the bed and towards the bathroom. I'm, like, upright by the time I've relieved myself in the morning, if I'm lucky. <laughs> we are 32 years old. We're 32 years old. I was watching the hockey game last night with uh, Zach, Toronto against Montreal. I guess Toronto's picked up a guy named Joe Thornton. All to say, they were talking about his stats and, like, he's had a legendary career. But he's been in the, the league for, like, 24 or 28 years. So he's been in the league longer than most of the players on the team have been fucking alive. And the That's guy, crazy. Yeah, I'm looking at him, and he's, like, still skating around. He can keep up or outscore, outpoint a lot of the players out there. And I'm like... If I keep sitting like this at this angle watching the game, I'm going to fucking hurt tomorrow. I have to adjust <laughs> myself. <laughs> oh, I better clean my glasses because I don't want to get eye strain watching the game. Oh my god. I want to know what pillow he's sleeping on. Yeah, it must be a Casper mattress. This podcast <laughs> is not brought to you by Casper, but we would love it to be. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, it it's weird. I think that you and I have had this conversation before. I don't know if we've ever recorded it, but, like, talking about success or, like, just the different levels of, like, energy or how you see other people going about their lives. Like, the mm -hmm. Joe Thornton example, like, where does that start? Is, like, did I make mistakes in high school and, like, not try hard enough and think it was all a joke? For and then... sure. 100% right? it probably started before then to be frank <laughs> to be frank I feel like whatever you did that brought you to the point that you made the choices that you were making in high school I feel like yeah. I, don't, I feel like we're not we're not all meant to know greatness yeah it's hard That's to accept mean. though like every tv show everything that we watch is telling us to be like great and I'm like I'm trying to like readjust my where I'm aiming I suppose well, I guess that's it. Like, I sound awful to be like, oh, we're not all meant to be great. I think greatness is meant to be personal. And then we get these, like, advertised ideals of, like, status quo, success symbols, like, you know, marriage and the fancy car and the house. And, you know, and it's like, well, that's maybe, yeah, like you say, kind of like 
adjust personalized sort of what the picture of success because if we all chase after the same thing most of us are going to be super disappointed well, who even you? if we get it even, even people that get you know like they they ticky boo off all the you know check marks that you're supposed to be doing and still don't feel fulfilled like you do all the right things and you know we're not really instructed to think for ourselves what makes you happy no but yeah what 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 kind of legacy will you leave behind or anything like that like and apparently you were supposed to start thinking about that when you were in like public school so that you could make the right choices in high school so you knew what you wanted to do so you could go to the correct university so you could leave there when I left college, we had this like uh, this meeting. So I went through for water and wastewater because I was told all these people are about to retire. Anybody new coming in is going to need the college certification. And there's only two colleges offering it. So there's going to be a ton of jobs and you're going to be the only qualified people. Well, they never put in the law saying that you needed the college education to go and treat wastewater that you could get it later. Oh, no. Yeah. So in this like whole program was built with a bunch of the districts around Oshawa, like including Toronto, um, like uh, supporting it so that they would have all these employees. So at the end of the, the second year, they brought us all in and like we're supposed to have like coffee, maybe some drinks and talk to all these uh, different plants and shake hands and give out resumes. Anyone I went up to was just like, yeah, man, no one's retiring. We're not hiring at all. Just one after another. Is this? I would demand my money back. Like you signed up on false pretense. Yeah, they screwed us. Well, and then they went around to all the environmental technician kids. So our program was two years because we were fast track because we were being specially trained for what we were doing. They went to the three-year program kids and like, oh, yeah, you guys should also take the water and wastewater licensing because you'll also have blah, blah, blah. So they, we went from having like 30 kids to the 200 kids in the larger program. Oh, it was piss off, man. But like, yeah, that's when I learned like, don't, <laughs> don't have expectations. Never. I mean, expectations our breeding ground for disappointment i forget you remember the careers class we had to take in high school vaguely very vaguely i remember there was like four colors couldn't tell you which one i was yeah and you had to like do the surveys where you put out the the smiley face or frowny face or the excited face i uh one time the teacher had told me like which what was her words just so you know not everybody can be an astronaut. And I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> she didn't say it to the class. She took me aside to let me know. And I'm like, I didn't, like, did I say I wanted to be an astronaut? Not until years later did I know she was like, you're dumb. <laughs> Just know that you're dumb. <laughs> she had a valid point, man. Oh. Oh, my God. So, like... I guess where I'm getting at all this, like, where do you see yourself as successful or is that still like a moving target for you? I've been thinking about it a lot recently. I don't, I don't know where I'll define myself as, as a success. I think, um, as cliche as it is, because New Year's like just passed us, 
not to say that I did like a resolution specifically, but um, the friends that I celebrate, I mean, I was by myself, definitely in a bubble, yeah. social isolating, but all by my lonesome did um, like a fire ceremony where you write down like three things from 2020 that like I'm letting go of and you toss it, you like you write it down, reflect on it for a moment and then toss it in the flames. And like, that's just you mentally making peace of like, I'm not carrying the burden or the disappointment or like whatever negative association you have with that feeling or that self thought or that incident. Like I'm letting it go. I'm not letting that be part of the next year of my life. And then following that, um, I cried, Mm. (laughs) but following the tears, um, then wrote down three things that like, I am going to with intention focus on this next year or at least like at least the first day of the year. If by tomorrow I haven't obliterated myself so badly that I've forgotten what my goals were um, today. But and then toss that into the fire and again, just like take sort of a moment to yourself to assess like, I guess I spent that moment with myself after having wrote down like three things that I wanted to focus on instead of like thinking about, okay, how do I go about achieving these things? I kind of just sat with the idea of like, what do those three things say about me, about like where my head's at, that I've decided like that's what this year's going to be about for me, Yeah, you know? And I guess the idea of success at the same time, I was deciding I'm going to stop trying because nothing's working. And by nothing, I mean like I'm unemployed. That's going nowhere. It, yeah. uh, like we've discussed every time we discuss how many jobs I've applied to, it's gone up by 20 or 30, like over a hundred at this point. And so Around Christmas time, approaching New Year's, I decided like I'm I'm gonna stop. Like I just I have to stop for at least a few weeks. Like I'm I'm done trying. I'm completely done trying. And um, I mean that's not. I'm definitely not promoting this as like a that's the answer. <laughs> it's a self help you know, uh, book. But I think it's the idea of like stop trying to force things that, like you assume should be happening to happen because everything in its own time, you know. And yeah. so funny enough, we're like two weeks into the new year and I started thinking like, okay, for real though, I need a plan because this like plan not to plan thing is accomplishing about as much as I was accomplishing when I was trying to accomplish something. So I was feeling a little bit scattered end of last week yeah. and I kind of had like, it comes Jesus over the weekend. And then funny enough, Monday um, my most recent boss reached out and was like, there might be a casual position coming up. Um, you know, if you're interested, reach out to HR. And so I did. And I've been in touch with them. And like, I don't have a contract with like the terms on it specifically, mm-hmm. but possibly an opportunity there. And I'm like, as soon as I like really, to your point, started assessing like what, like what is going to be successful? What am I trying to achieve? What am I avoiding achieving with my decision to stop trying? Yeah. You know, I was just giving myself this space to breathe and reassess because I was getting so fixated on what wasn't happening, what wasn't happening, what wasn't happening on repeat every day, what wasn't happening for me that just like thinking about, okay, so like what is happening then? Is it a weird connection you know to I mean? make? Like, like... I'm not moving forward, then like what is happening that I am stagnant? What does stagnant mean right now? Like, what does this look like? And I'm like, it's not that bad. I have time to create. I have time to you know, like exercise other ambitions. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden that, that 
piece came in early in the week, they're like, okay, there may be an opportunity there. I'm not allowing myself to stress on it or get my hopes up. Cause again, like if I start expecting like, this is going to be the answer and this is how I like dig myself back to employment. No, it may be temporary. I know that it's casual. So it's not like, well, here's my career right here. It found me, you know, it's like, no, but it, it may be, it may be something. It may be something. Maybe it's not. Is it you one know? of those and things then, like, it's like, uh, you say when you're looking for a girlfriend, is like as soon as you stop looking, you'll find somebody. Is like as soon as you don't have the stress and all of that other thing, you just kind of can go in confidently. Yeah, I think I think I don't follow that. Uh, I I don't I don't believe that that's the way that works. But no. I think the idea being like once you stop being so bloody desperate and just be happy with yourself, then you know, maybe someone else sees you happy and that energy, you know, resonates with them and that self-confidence like makes you capable of caring for another. If you Mm. just like stop being so desperate for a human being to love you and have some love for yourself, then you show the universe that there's something Mm. worth loving. And then, you know, by default, someone might also feel that same way. I don't know if that's my assessment of it. Yeah. Well, like, I uh, guess I could work for like, yeah, same idea. Yeah, I guess it's the same idea. Like, if I'm not so bloody desperate and like throwing my resume at at everything, whether it even makes sense for my life or my like, I want to say long term goals, laughably as if I have anything I define that way. But but I guess you're right. That was basically it. Once I just decided like I'm gonna stop chasing my own tail, basically because I don't even know what I'm after, and just kind of assess like where am I at and realistically what's next. You know, and then it just like it it happened very organically. I can't take any credit for that opportunity coming up. I didn't seek it. I mean, I did a good job when I worked for them. So I guess I laid the groundwork for like if something was to come up, you know, that I left a good impression with that boss so that she would think of me for that opportunity. So I guess like I did do the work and now maybe it'll come to fruition as something beneficial moving forward. Um, But like so that happened Monday. Then yesterday was Wednesday and um well you know i got rid of social media this week so i killed both my instagrams and my facebook and went so far as to delete messenger which i don't know when i toyed with the idea of getting rid of social media before like it was always well obviously i'm keeping messenger because that's how i communicate with people i was like why why i have a cell phone they can text they can call me yeah like why do i i'm having like I speak with like five people regularly, but have 15 conversations on the go because with those five people, we're exchanging memes and conversation on Instagram chat on, on Facebook messenger. And then by text. Yeah. Is it, you know, (laughs) right. I'm like, why just like, just, just text me. I'm done with all the extra. I'm so done with all the extra. But yeah, in that process, there was a few people that I'm like, I'm not a hundred percent. They have my cell phone. So before I deleted messenger, I just shot them a message. Like, I'm divorcing social media, not ghosting you. Here's my cell. Like, if you want to be in touch, if you don't already have it. Yeah. Um, and from that, one of the people that got in touch with me was like, oh, hey, how's it going? Obviously started a conversation um, by text. Thank you kindly. Hmm. And got chatting and like, oh, there's opportunity, you know, with her employer coming up in their third quarter, they're looking to expand and will need an admin and like might be a right fit for that. So I'm like, And that is where I'm headed. That's back out West, which is where I want to be about 20 weeks from now moving forward. So, yeah. So I'm like, okay, so like maybe some temp casual thing will happen here for a few months. Maybe, maybe not, you know, and then maybe this thing will work out once I get back out there. So I, I feel very much at peace right now as far as defining success. I think for me, 
sanity is success. And I think that's, I'm always going to have to be mindful of that. I've been to psychics and like done a fair amount of like self work. Yeah. Um, self-improvement work, I guess. And I think the bottom line is like no one has ever predicted none of these psychics that I'd ever be wealthy. That's never part of the picture. Like money struggle seems to be forever. Um, you know, like yeah, proletariat. I, I am forever in the class that I am in, which is lower than the class I was born into, I would argue. So I don't know how I messed that one up, but I did. And uh and I think for me though ultimately like, just being happy, being sane, being able to like tolerate the day to day that is my success so right now like i'm in a decent spot and uh like that's good if i can just kind of like keep myself calm then like i am i feel successful my needs are relatively minimal and they are met so i have no real wanting unless i get into like an excessive headspace where you know i want luxury beyond what makes sense for my means but if i can stay realistic uh, yeah, if I can be realistic and stay calm, like that—that's me having a successful day. Fuck yeah! Well, it sounds like you like because I talked to you on the weekend, and not to say that you were down, it was just like one of the darker days, and you were working through it and stuff like that. It's great to hear that the—I don't know—the universe, your energy, like, or just your luck is starting to turn around as far as work and plans. Because I know that. You know, down here isn't really working out for you. Like, I'm going to miss you when you're gone, but I'd rather see you happy. And it's not like we can't stay in touch when you're gone. Like, for the last year, it's not like we've been able to take the dogs for a walk or anything. No. (sighs) Exactly. Well, yeah, like, on the weekend, like, I think that was just I got to the point of being defeated where I was like, okay, reassess, realign, relax. That's like, that's my mantra for the year and and then the next morning like ping here came a message from my old boss and i was like okay like i needed that i needed to get to the point where i exhausted myself with over by over exerting you know my expectations and just like came back to reality and was like okay so i am going nowhere nothing is happening for me like i needed that reality check to just get to the point i guess where like i surrendered yeah to everything and then and then things started moving again so well, and it's, it's hard for an outsider to say it, but, like, it, maybe it's something you need to hear is, like, I know how hard you worked from for the old company that you did, but, like, even before the contract ended, you were sending out resumes, you were looking, you were, you know, making inroads, and it's just been, you know, you haven't heard anything back, and you've you've kept up the, the effort and trying and, you know, the positive attitude. Like, that's no small feat throughout all of it. Like, you kept trying. It was not a boat I wanted to be in. And I think particularly because COVID being COVID and knowing how many people were unemployed, I was like, I don't want to be among the people that are struggling with that on top of, on top of like, I was baseline struggling with life anyway. And now this, I was like, I don't want to be in a worse boat, you know? So I think there was like a certain amount of devastation that came from like, oh God, I'm in that boat, you know, but, but it is what it is at the end of the day. Like it is what it is. There's a roof over my head. I have, a bed i have food like your dog's fed you know it yeah yeah he eats yeah. <laughs> i feed him too so yeah, yeah like it, it's it is what it is it is what but it for is. you like then when when you're reflecting on success i'm curious like what do you boil it down to for you i have no idea it's been such a moving target for me 
Like, mm. I, I don't know. I don't know what success for me is. Like, I'd like to be comfortable and happy. That's the biggest thing. I don't want to be struggling for money anymore. You know, mm-hmm. uh, just, you know, like the, the week to week bullshit is really pissing me off. Like, I, I don't seem to put enough money away for that. And then, like, you know, personal goals as far as, like, being healthy, I think would go a long way for me. But Well, you've made huge strides in your health. Yeah. Like, you've yeah, been taking care of yourself really well. Oh, my God, I've slipped up, though. At least a year and a half since I've been back. Yeah. Well, within the last, like, two months, I put on, like, 17 pounds. Bullshit. Well, the good news is, is you figured out how to get it off already, so... (laughs) (laughs) Just mix and repeat. Well, I, I, uh... I don't know. I still don't know what success is. I don't know if, like, I want some kind of legacy or something to leave behind or, you know... If it's just like you a matter that of that word a lot, it's definitely something I think about. Like, if I was gone tomorrow, would it be a week before I'm forgotten? Like, is that an insane thing to to think about? I don't think so. no. Like, I, I'm I don't think so. Looking at what is status quo success, like fame and fortune all kind of goes like infamy kind of goes into that whole well even amongst you know, my, like friends idea. and family I, I guess like partly that it's that like how long would stories of me be going on have i done anything fucking interesting in my life or am i like just so boring it doesn't really matter i worry about being boring a lot too I was going to say, I'm like, so are you, is your main interest like ensuring that people are aware that you are interesting? Because I don't think, I I don't have the repeating legacy question in my head. I actually don't think about what people will think when I'm gone. I assume I'll either be onto something better or I'll be rotting somewhere. Like, I just, I don't think about that, about like, what am I leaving behind? Like, I don't know, hopefully not a huge environmental, like, footprint, maybe, but apart from that, like, I actually don't think about the whole legacy question. I always think about that. I always think, like, will somebody be telling an interesting story about me 20 years after I'm gone, or, like, did anyone really know me? Like, am I just dull? Because, like, with the last year, I, I would say the last five years, I haven't really done anything. I haven't, like broken a law i haven't created a story i haven't gotten drunk and made a fool of myself i haven't done anything i haven't had a good laugh and like that's no one's fault but mine i've got to go on more adventures i think maybe that's like uh i I keep saying legacy because i'm reflecting on how i'm not doing anything and it's more about like trying to create the now Mm mm-hmm well and fucking, I think maybe today that's more stuck in my head because I was driving through uh, Belleville and one of the funeral homes, uh, it had a great big like billboard out front. You know, one of those digital ones that kind of like scroll through. It's, oh, yeah, yeah. It said something along the lines of uh, lowest price guarantee cremations. <laughs> and I was like, and that fucked with me so much. I was just like really 
you need the lowest price like if i'm on my fucking way out like do i have anyone to make sure that like they don't cheap out on the cremation like i guess that doesn't really matter but like if you don't come out like singed i'm like that was not my first thought i'm like but but according to who because i'm like if you take my body down to like my uncle's place he could burn it for real cheap in his backyard fire pit so like yeah for free so you're gonna beat that are you gonna like you're gonna pay me 10 bucks to get my body so that it doesn't go elsewhere for business <laughs> they just throw your body in the opinion. fucking dumpster and like fill it with cat ashes <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, hold on here what are the terms and conditions not to like take away from the seriousness i understand what you're saying you know from your point of view i i think oh no uh, uh, yeah, I don't be bargain hunt, hunting when I'm right. fucking gone. Like, just feel remorse and pay the man. Like, get rid of me. I don't care. I don't care what happens to my body. I don't want to be rotting in the ground. <laughs> don't be like price shopping. Well, if we drive up to Mississauga, they're gonna knock forty bucks off of it. So throw them in the trunk with the bag of ice and we'll get gone. <laughs> I'm like, so not like I'm leaving behind a whole lot of money, so I don't want to be like a burden and expense. So like, please do go for the lowest lowest price, you know? Oh no, I want to be beloved so I can be a major burden. They can take out my credit card debt and <laughs> <laughs> pay an appropriate price to have me put in a goddamn urn. <laughs> That's hilarious. Don't you spread my fucking ashes? I want to be there to haunt you, motherfuckers. Oh my God, <laughs> we are on two very different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, but that's okay. That's what makes us good friends. That's true, yeah. I think if we were just agreeing with each other all the time, we'd get annoyed really quickly. Well, we'd have nothing to say because we would have already said it before we said it, I guess. Yeah, it'd be like King of the Hill, just mm-hmm. <laughs> we were talking about, like, finances and stuff. I, uh... I went around the house and I collected up all of my lottery tickets that I bought pretty much throughout the year. And I checked all of them on the OLG app to see which ones were winners. Mm -hmm. I brought them all down to the gas station and I sat there for like 25 minutes and just and they the... hate you now. Oh, yeah. But fuck them. I got to be a millionaire. They can <laughs> suck my tiny dick. Who does that? Oh, my God. I had $70 in winnings, not including like all the free plays and stuff. Good Lord. Yeah. Did they teach you a fee for that? I'd be like, you have $70. No, I just had to listen to his conspiracy theories about how his like relatives in India were uh, gathering in million-person marches and no one was getting sick. But some of them are getting the flu, but it's not COVID. I'm like, I, I don't know, man. That kind of sounds like COVID. <laughs> I was like, fine. I wasn't going to argue with the man. Like, you had to do all this. But, uh, okay, so I got $70 in lottery tickets. And, uh, I, like, all my winnings and stuff, I had to pay. Out of the $70, I put Encore on all, all the uh, the free plays. And then I bought, mm -hmm. like, I didn't cash out anything. I just got $70 worth of Lotto Max and Lotto 649 tickets. That's insane, and I love it. Oh, my God. I I don't know. Is that, like, um, is that hopeful, or is that, uh, what do they call it? Uh, just 
why don't you put all your beans in one basket? Because you could have afforded a lottery ticket every week for the next however many weeks and instead you just bet it all on this one week. Hell yeah. Because it's going to be but $50 million. Dollars, and I would have been buying them anyways. Well, and to be fair, like now you have more odds than most people who are buying one ticket. So, And it's $50 million. Dollars. Oh my god. I would spread that money out amongst some friends and family, pay off all my debt, and just dick around Buy for the yourself rest of my legacy. life. Oh, I wouldn't need a legacy if I had $50 million. <laughs> I just pay a couple people, like, remember me. <laughs> you would just, like, buy yourself um, an autobiographer, a biographer, someone to write your life story. And then oh, you just yeah. use your money to go afford doing fancy shit, impressive things to be remembered for, and they document all of it. It would solve your problems. Yeah, I think it was like Roosevelt like rode his moose down the stairs and it broke its leg. I would just have to top oh, that no. somehow. Alright, so I just have to fix something that I believe I was wrong about in the episode. Uh, we were just talking about how Roosevelt ro rode a drunken moose. Now, I guess in my head I mixed up some kind of stories that I barely fucking remember, so God knows how I, only, I fucking know this. But, um, I mixed up Roosevelt and a 16th century Danish astronomer named uh, Tycho Brach, or Brach. I don't know how that's pronounced. Um, there's a photograph of uh, Roosevelt riding a moose across the water, which was from a campaign thing. It was photoshopped. But uh, Tycho Brach was this, like, fucking insane alchemist uh, and astrologer from from way back when. And he had, like, his own little castle and did his own stuff. But he had seen a moose, thought they were really cool, so he got one, and the moose would follow him around like a dog, and they would get drunk and party, and uh, I guess at one point during one of these parties, the moose had gotten just fucking plastered, and was walking down one of the flights of stairs at the castle, fell down, and died, which, uh, pretty inhumane, but kind of a funny story so thank you for this break and now and now we go back to the show probably not harm an animal probably no i could afford to put a cast on a moose i'm just saying <laughs> but, like, i'll buy the moose a refugee for his relatives <laughs> but i just have to top him <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm, karma, not, right? I'm not in favor of that plan. No. If you're going for anything, go after a swan. Like, if anything has to get injured, let it be a swan. Mm, what about a Canadian goose? Those things are fucking mm. mean, too. They're, they're, you know what? The swan is equally awful, but less Canadian, which is why I suggest it. Mm, that's true. I am a patriot. I'll leave the goose yeah, alone. Yeah, that's my problem. <laughs> it's 
have to write anything. We're agreed. It's a pack of swans. Pack of swans. Let's just go in. Well, boxing gloves. Like, let's be real. One one swan. Like, I don't know. Is I one feel swan like a swam. I amount of swan. Like it'll be more than a broken leg. Yeah. If I get on a swan, so I feel like I would need a herd of swans to support me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if My a swan would swan. live if I rode it down the stairs. It'd be tenderized. And be able to cook it after. <laughs> Use the whole bird. Minced swan. I just wouldn't post anything. That's how PETA gets you. Yeah. Well. Would you ever see yourself getting that idealistic? Like you'd jump on a Greenpeace boat and like go try to save the whales? Oh, I hate whales. But, but I what about like gorillas or something? <laughs> more about like, yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. The whales, no, don't sign me up for that cause. But uh, why do you hate the yeah. whales? Who hates whales? What? Terrified of whales. Aquatic life like gives me the heebies. Dolphins. Okay, you know they say that humans use like ten percent of our brains. Yeah. The only animal that uses more mental capacity, brain capacity than we do are dolphins. They are smarter than us, and I am entirely certain if they could manage to get themselves on land, stay on land, I, like, that'd be the end of us. There's an entire For Simpsons sure. episode about that, the dolphins take over. Is there? I believe it. I'm actually terrified of their... I guess I'm threatened. I'm threatened by their potential intelligence. Have you ever watched then, uh, well, Blackfish? No. Oh my god, it's heartbreaking. I can't even look at them. I honestly I can't. Like I can't even on my phone picture comes up National Geographic. I'm like it's about the same as if you put a spider there. I can't even look at them. Whales are just they're too big. There's too much going on. You don't nothing needs to be that size. They nothing. they prove that they have a language and that they can communicate and like based on the different areas of the world they're in, they might even have accents. But the killer whales, they showed like the uh marine land people going out and hunting them down and taking the uh the children away from the mothers and the, the uh, like recorded them crying and how the the parents tried to save them it is horrific and like okay, a lot well, of the whales try to commit I'm... suicide yeah oh goodness that's awful okay well i'm not like encouraging violence against them i just have no particular personal well the whales got vengeance them. man like part of the thing is there was this one whale and they wouldn't get rid of him but he kept killing the trainers well they say you there's more odds of being killed by a whale than a shark really yeah i can't tell you which breed of whale because i can only read or watch so much of it at a time before like i can't sleep oh i kind of want to google it now oh my god i watched the this one whale it's just a video of a kayaker in the middle of the ocean and just a whale comes up, jumps up in the air, lands on him. You're like, oh, he did not live through that. How unlucky would you have to be to be the spot that a whale like came down on you? Unless whales are that smart and it meant to kill him. Oh, they it sought him out, I'm entirely certain, just for sport. They're brilliant, but also homicidal. Dolphins have saved people before, dragging them back. Yeah, only to prove that they can. Yeah. <laughs> only to prove that we have the power to, to be of assistance, but mostly we're going to kill. It feels like what you're saying is dolphins have a superiority complex and you don't like them being so high on themselves. 
I think I think as a human, I have a superiority complex, and I don't like the idea that there are animals smarter than us. It's your fucking hubris, dolphins, that makes me fucking hate you. <laughs> okay, I was looking for the thing that said what kind of whale is more ferocious than a shark, and I've landed on 15 animals more deadly than sharks, which I, th- I, I don't know why I thought it might be on this one, but it's just mm-hmm. like tapeworms and lions. So, I'm not going to my point there. There's something called the assassin bug. 12,000 deaths per year. Oh, wow. <gasps> uh, do you want to try your one true three? Oh, and before we go into it, I just want to give like a bit of an introduction to... <laughs> fuck, another introduction. Um, one true three is the name that Walt Flanagan from the Tell em Steve Dave podcast gave it. And they started this game about 10 years ago. Since then, I've seen it on Jimmy Fallon, The Impractical Jokers, a bunch of different websites, even dating apps have a Two Truths and a Lie, which I guess is the more popular version. But uh, I just wanted to give some love to Tell Him Steve, Dave, which, if anything, my show, at its like best, best, could probably be called a pale imitation of. So I just want to make it clear I wasn't stealing anything. <clears throat> And, uh, yeah, welcome to One True Three. Today's guest is Kat. All right, Kat, do you want to tell the people a little bit about yourself or just jump into uh, your stories? I think my stories say a lot about myself. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. So I didn't do it in the form of, like, quick statements. I was trying to cover all my bases. Mm-hmm. like being prepared where I was like I, I just want to tell you the whole I kept it brief like I think they're all like about eight sentences okay I was like I'm gonna give you enough of each of them that um that I felt confident I was at the point where like I was committed enough to each of them that it will be more difficult to guess and okay. also I wrote them out because I thought if I tell one and it's clearly like by heart oh sorry about that um, okay. and it's clearly by heart, then, you know, then, then, then that's going to kind of discredit the other two. So I did write them out. So I'm going to read them. So they all are equally scripted and therefore equally as likely to be true, not in reality, but in terms of listening effects. So yeah, Perfect. I will go ahead here. So the first one, the year was 2001. My parents took my sisters and I to Darien Lake themed theme park in new york for a fun-filled vacation of rides and camping a few days in a wicked storm overtook the skies and the rides were closed so along with a few hundred other families we go flooding back to our campsite to take shelter the wind was absolutely vicious as we entered the camp park and we could see the destruction already so people were running around frantic chasing their belongings and rushing to take shelter in their tents their trailers and their vehicles we were staying toward the back of the park So we had a very wet hike ahead of us and about halfway back to our site, we see this great big tent cross the path ahead, barreling through campsites, clearing picnic tables, tearing apart other tents. It looked badass, but also alarming. And my dad was laughing about the poor schmuck who lost their tent. Should have had that pinned down properly, he says, as we (laughs) rush towards our campsite. 
at which point we realized our campsite is empty and that was our tent. <laughs> so our family of five is now running in the rain, my father barking frustrated orders at us to hurry up and find what way the tent went. And we find it remarkably still intact, despite the destruction it had brought upon every other family. <laughs> campsite we had to run through, apologizing profusely as we trampled over their belongings. And so we disassembled it uh, because the wind wasn't done having its way with it. And it was impossible to carry this eight-man tent against the gust of the winds. Yeah. So here we are, five of us, with our arms full of tent parts, heading with our, our heads hung in shame back to our campsite where we had to rebuild it in the rain. And we made no friends on that trip. That is story number one. <laughs> story number two. I might have been 13. My sisters and I were spending a weekend at my grandparents' summer cottage up in Cloyne. My grandpa let one of my sisters and I take his canoe down to the water. They're down on Marble Lake. Um, so we had no idea how to paddle properly, but we didn't anticipate going on a great adventure, just thought we'd putter around the beach area. In our uncoordinated efforts to get a small distance from shore, we found ourselves a couple kilometers down the shoreline from the beach. And suddenly we were unable to fight against these small waves initially that were pushing us inland towards a very marshy area that our grandparents had warned us not to swim near because it's infested with snakes. So naturally, the mood in the canoe is escalating. And in our panic, we've lost all ability to cooperate. We're yeah. just thrashing paddles around madly into the water. I'm screaming in horror. The tall grass of the marsh starts to surround us like we're seeping into it. Um, and eventually we're in the thick of it. So now struggling against the waves and the thick, tall grass, grass that was grabbing at our oars, like tugging back twice as hard as what we could fight to escape. And in my panic, I decided I was not dying in that boat. Uh, the shore seemed closer than any hope of escaping the marsh. So I jumped out of the canoe and began thrashing around in a crisis-induced attempt to swim my way to safety on solid ground. <laughs> Eventually pulled myself up onto a cottage's backyard did not see any snakes, but was covered in leeches and crying bloody murder. So fortunately, the cottage owner knew my grandparents, and she tried to keep me calm uh, while, she, while she, I think her husband maybe went, got my grandfather. In any case, I was like not prepared to accept the reality of my situation, so I did not want her to start pulling out the leeches. My grandpa came took me back to their cottage my grandma salted my body i don't know if that's a wives tale or like if it helped at all yeah or if it was just like psychologically to call me like you know do the salt because it's going to make it easier they'll, they'll unlatch right yeah so anyways she gets the leeches off me and i have never been in a canoe since and story number three a few years ago, while living in Edmonton, a couple friends and I took off for a weekend to Drumheller to see the Hoodoos and the Royal Tyrell Dinosaur Museum. So at the end of the weekend, we packed up the hotel room, and I have a notoriously slow, uh, sorry, not slow, small uh, bladder. Yep. Well, you know, I guess that's between my doctor and I. It's small. <laughs> <laughs> so my friends were like, Kat, please go pee before we leave. Like, it's a three-hour drive back to Edmonton. As long as they don't allow me any liquids on the ride, like we shouldn't have to make any stops. As long so as they I don't did, allow you? Yeah, like as, as long as no one gives me anything liquids, like just pee before we leave and don't drink anything on the ride. Like it's only three hours. We should be able to make it back to Edmonton. I should not have to stop is what she was saying, basically. Mm -hmm. So I did. I went to the bathroom. However, an hour into the trip, I had to go pee. 
but we're having a grand old time. We're singing along to the radio, laughing, you know, like Kodak moment road trip with the friends. I'm sitting in the back seat. I did not want to wreck the vibe by announcing that my bladder was activating. So I thought I could hold it. Right. I'm like, just it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And about a half hour after that, I could not sit still. Like the pressure had become pain and I made the announcement. I have to pee. So Carrie said, okay, like there's a town 20 minutes ahead. I'll stop at the gas station. I'm like, no, I made my follow-up announcement. Like I regret to inform you. I've had to pee for a half hour already. I am not going to make it another 20 minutes. Then she's like, did you not pee before we left the hotel? I'm like, yeah, but like the past has no bearing on the present predicament. <laughs> you know, so like my other friend asked me, she's like, why did you drink? I was like, nothing. I swear, like, please stop the car. Um, and at the same moment, on the opposite side of the road appears a campground. So I'm like, perfect, pull in there. And they must have outhouses, right? Yeah. Um, so Carrie pulls into the parking lot, but there's this toll booth ensuring that only campers can access the park. And she's like, well, let's just ask if maybe you can use the outhouse. And like, there was no time for conversation. I jumped out the back of the car, and off the side of the parking lot, there's this short, uh, well, I don't know how short it was. I could only see short a distance down it, but there was this dirt trail leading into a forested area and i was like hey good enough i ran down the trail like just far enough i figured i was out of sight from the parking lot pulled my pants down as i squatted and felt very relieved that the crisis had been averted mm -hmm. but almost as immediately i hear loud thumping and the ground shook under my shoes i swear it so i'm like oh no i've angered god what fresh hell is this right <laughs> And along the trail on which I'm squatted with my bare ass out, still midstream, comes a dozen horses saddled with riders, because apparently this was a fancy campground that offered horseback rides among its activities. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh, that's amazing. So the tent that blew away, the canoe trip into the marsh or peeing myself in public well not peeing myself peeing in public i guess peeing in public is that right. your guess no i'm gonna ask you one or two questions about each story okay. i'll see if i can uh, discern the truth for the yeah. lost tent at the campground who put the tent up my dad did he and admit probably. it was his fault no, I, I don't know that that conversation even happened at that point. I think, like, no one was saying anything. It was such a predicament. Like, on top of the rain, the fact that, the, obviously, the park had closed down. Like, it was just such a day that there was no, we were not going to dare make any comment as to whose fault it may or may not have been. <laughs> that on top of everything else, we had to rebuild a tent in the rain. Was the inside of the tent wet? Yes. Oh, it had soaked through. Okay. Uh, for story number two, uh, when mm -hmm. you abandoned your sisters, your younger sisters to make a break for freedom, did you promise them like you were going to come back for them? Absolutely not. It was even <laughs> <laughs> I was not even concerned. I didn't even, I, I'm not even sure that I looked back to make sure I hadn't flipped the canoe when I jumped out of it. Like I had no concern no concern just take the paddle and fucking hit them and then run away <laughs> I, I out. like i personally was out i was the only one experiencing my panic and therefore like yeah yeah that says a lot but uh uh how many leeches oh i couldn't even tell you okay couldn't oh. even tell you but to be fair the canoe did not tip 
And Bean said it was much easier to paddle. And <laughs> she got out of the mark. <laughs> Lim did issue once I got out of the boat. She just like took it back to the beach and then waited after my grandpa had retrieved me. He goes down, gets her and helps her carry the, like the both of them carried the canoe bag. And she's like, it was really not that big of a deal. I'm like, it totally was. <laughs> and I almost died. Um, okay, for the horseback uh, story, uh, or sorry, the campground story with the horseback riders, which sounds like an 80s movie where, like, you stumbled into the rich kid campground. Um, <laughs> did they see you when you were taking your pee on the on the road? Oh, at least the first three horses did. And, <laughs> their, and their riders. <laughs> the horses had a little bit less less remark to make than the riders. But, yes, I scooched to the side of the path. And pull my pants up, but um, yes, I was spotted. Did you have to stop again uh, on the ride home, or was that it? So I pull my pants up, scoot off the trail, and it kind of went not, it wasn't like a ravine, but it kind of like dipped down into like a wooded area. And I went in there and finished my business. <laughs> had to use a sock, use the sock to like wipe. So I come back with like one sock missing from the situation i'd run in there with and they're like what happened i'm like i like that that's not even that's not even the worst of it <laughs> but yeah no I, I i at that point no i was i was committed to like that's where it was happening maybe not in the middle of the trail but like i wasn't going back into the car to have to do that again before we got back to edmonton um okay i think Oh, this one's tough. I like how you added, like, details afterwards. Like, every one of these stories could be true. Um, I'm going to say story number two, Cat and the Leeches. No, and I oh. thought that was my worst performance. I thought that was the most obvious that I was lying to you. Damn, you, the details about your grandfather showing up to uh, to take care of you and bring you back—that was that was really well done. Oh, pulling at your heartstrings! Look, all Grampy had to come save me. Yeah. So, what was the true story? I peed on a horse trail. <laughs> <laughs> And I like, pulled up my pants and like doubled my ass to like the edge of the trail and just kind of like disappeared into the woods because I was like I was so ashamed. Firstly, I wanted to make sure they were all long gone back to the stable, wherever that was, because obviously it wasn't right in the parking lot. I did not suspect that like that that was going to happen. Um, yeah, no, I went in the woods. I finished my business. I did wipe with the sock and then uh, I I littered. I left my sock there because I'm like. Well, Kat, we and talked about leaving a legacy. Back, with, like, with one wet sock and like, <laughs> you went in there, a dozen horses came out and you come out carrying a wet sock. I was like, the sock stays. If I have to explain any part of this, like, it's not going to be about the sock. Um, okay, we talked about leaving a legacy before. I'm, I'm glad you made it out of there. But if you were trampled by horses taking a pee... <laughs> You would have left a lasting impression for the rest of that person's life. They would never, ever forget you. Oh, my God. They probably, you'd, you'd spend the rest of your life like, why? But, like, why? <laughs> Where did there? she come from? <laughs> the oh mystery dribbler. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I went down to the wooded area, and I was like, I don't ever want to have to come out of here. I was so embarrassed. So, like, 
finally when I got up the nerve I just ran back to the car I'm like go 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 they're like what happened I'm like just go just go <laughs> you need to leave now <laughs> oh my god that's fantastic yeah oh no I mean it wasn't but yeah but you made it that's the main thing you've grown you've I mean, learned yeah. yeah that's true well and then after that I was like I don't want to be in that like ass out predicament so I think I told you before, like I bought one of those Shiwis. Oh, okay. I think I think I've heard of it. Yes, yes, you told me. Yeah, about this. it's basically like a funnel, right? And I was like, I am gonna. Well, we, I was with another friend going to a road trip up to Fort Mac. And I was, yeah. and everyone told us between like I think it's it's not Gasoline Alley because that's Red Deer. Um, I'm having a brain fart, but there's like kind of your last stop option for gas. Mm-hmm. Um until you get up to Fort McMurray, there's like a couple hour stretch where like, there's nothing, there's no opportunity to stop. Like make sure your, your gas tank's full, you have liquids, whatever. Right. Yeah. And with my small bladder and knowing that like this happens to me constantly and it was in the middle of winter, I'm like, I can't, like, there's going to be nowhere to stop, nowhere to pull off. You know, if I have to go, we're gonna have to pull over on the side of the road. I'm going to have to be able to do it standing. Like, so I buy one of these Shiwis in preparation and I had like two weeks to practice. So I started in the tub um, learning to pee standing up using this thing. Cause like, <laughs> I don't know, that's so gross. I'm like, what would be more fucking gross is if I just assumed that I could do it straight off standing up at the toilet and like pee down the front of me. I'm like, if you're going to mess yourself, you want to be in the tub. You yeah. want, you, you want to be able to hose yourself down pretty quick. Yeah. And you can um, calm at the tub afterwards. Right. I'm like, it's not, you know, it is what it is. If you're going to do this sort of thing, like, there's not a bad place to start. I was definitely not just going to, like, roll the dice and start on the side of the road. So I, like, I practiced in the tub for, like, a week. Yeah. I thought that was going really well. So then I was able to pee standing up in front of the toilet. And I was like, I'm doing it. I've got this. Mm -hmm. Like, I never have to worry about another embarrassing moment. Like, I can be standing up now. This is super cool. And um, it's fantastic as someone that can also do it. It's really good. Well, yeah, I was, I was, I was quite content with that. I was like, this is great. So then we're on the road trip and I like the plan was to not have to use it, but it was just a like in case. And plus like add it to my special skills. Like I can do these things. I can make balloon animals too, you know, on a girl's weekend, really impress everybody when you write your name in the snow. Right. Right. So I didn't want to have to use it, but it was in the car just in case. So sure enough, we're like an hour into the two hour stretch where there's nowhere to stop. And I was like, well, obviously I have to go pee now because this is a super inconvenient spot. So we pull over and I was like, oh, okay. You still like I hadn't practiced all bundled up. It's winter, right? So I've got my winter coat on. It's freezing like northern Alberta is quite cold, quite cold. And it was blizzarding that day. So I'm like. Ooh, I get out in the shrub with my funnel, with my shiwi. I went like down the ditch and just in behind this tree thing, shrub. And um, well, it's probably a shrub in good weather. In winter, it was just like these thorny branches with no leaves on it. But it felt like more coverage than just standing on the side of the road. So yeah. I don't know. Um, so I go behind this thing and I'm like, oh, God, like I would take my mitts off and put them in my pockets. And like I can't get where I need to get with mitts plus my coat and so i'm like got my coat rolled up (laughs) like it was a whole situation (laughs) just this funnel where this funnel needs to be i was like this is not at all like practicing at home in your pajamas yeah a whole other thing i was like you can do this you can do this it's fine and then just as i'm like i think i'm okay like i think i have everything situated where it needs to be 
like the blizzard went whipping at this stupid brush behind me. And like I had to pull my pants down just enough to get this thing in place where like a little bit of my butt was hanging out to be yeah. fair. Um, but just enough for this tree to like give me a good old smack on some bare frozen skin. <laughs> I jumped, lost my hand, like lost place of where I was holding the situation, started peeing inside my pants. Oh no. <laughs> it happened. I'm just like, you know, when you're like so cold, you almost, you can't tell, like, I don't know, maybe on this situation where you're like, do I have to pee or have I peed? I don't know if that happens to boys, but. Anyways, I was like, I'm pretty sure I peed myself. And at that point, I'm like, I obviously ha- have to go and change my pants anyways. So I just finished what I was doing. <laughs> this, like, but there was no way. The wind was blowing. Oh, and I made the mistake a little bit that did come out the funnel. It turns out, don't pee into the into the wind. Right? Yeah. I learned that. And I was like, there was no breeze in my bathroom. I have to contend with all this. So yeah, I got like, whipped in the ass by this like thorny brush thing which startled me my the cup slipped out of place i'm peeing down my leg what came out the funnel blew out the funnel onto the outside of my pants so i like go back to the car and my friend that was traveling with me i'm like get out of the car she's like no why i was like get out i have to change myself i need Mm. the back seat Mm. can you just like get out of the car like we hadn't known each other for more than like a couple months right yeah so I'm like, I need you to get out of the car and just like look the other way. I like I need the back seat. And she's like, No, it's cold. Like I'm not getting out. And I was like, I have pissed myself <laughs> and I need to my pants in my car. So she's like, Oh Jesus. She's like, I even want to get back in it. You can just leave me here. It was a whole thing. But anyways. Oh my god. Well, anyways. you know what? Just so you don't feel alone, I've had that happen to me too before. Where I'd be like <laughs> taking a piss on the side of the highway and like you try to open up both doors and you like trying to cover yourself and everything and like it'd be windy and i swear to god the second the second i started to piss the wind gusted the door shimmied and like i pissed all the way down my leg and like to the point that like i'm pretty sure my sock was fucking wet and i'm like i don't know what to do i don't want to sit in my own car like you just have like almost like a tear in your eye of like I I've disappointed myself I've disappointed my family. <laughs> oh I know I was so ashamed. We were going to visit my sister Bean who was living in Fort Mac at the time. So of course this happens. We get back on the road and I was like I'm calling my sister. Oh my god. Um because I need to let her know. I'm like when I get because I don't we were only going for one night so I only had one spare change of clothes. So I was now wearing the clothes that were supposed to be for the next day. So I called my sister. I'm like can I do laundry when we get there? Like, do you have a load of laundry that I can like just toss my outfit in? And she's like, why do you, why are you bringing dirty laundry? Like, why, like, why would you come visit me for one night and bring me your dirty laundry? I was like, Bean, I've, I've peed myself <laughs> on the drive. And she's like, you peed in your car? I'm like, well, I, no, I, I peed standing on the side of the road. She's like, how did that happen? I was like, look, it was a lot of factors. It was a lot of factors. Just yeah. Can I do laundry or not? It's not just the one thing. You can handle the one thing, but it's when it's the three elements and like a gust comes at you from a weird direction. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> no. Well, and that's why I was like, what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to do at this point? Like, I have so many layers on. I can't even squat. Like, I'm no matter what, this ends with me peeing my pants. So it's like, <laughs> I'm just going to stand here and do it. I'm just going to stand here and pee my pants because like that's, I guess, this oh. whole time what was going to happen anyway. Oh. But I tried. God damn it, I really tried. I've never used this since. 
But I tell you, the two weeks of this practicing, I really thought that, like, this is a genius invention. I can absolutely fucking imagine you with, like, the door open in your apartment or house and your significant other walking by. And you're just in the shower taking the shiwi. <laughs> so, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a fucking power move, man. <laughs> I I really did feel pretty good about myself. I did. I thought I had, like, a new skill. I'm like, I'm putting this on the resume. Were you able to get it, like, when you were using the toilet? Like, were, did you ever dribble on the seat or... Were you responsible? Um, yeah, the first few times for sure. But like, but I was actually good. Like the last probably three days leading up to this adventure, I was feeling really confident that this was going to be a non-issue and I had solved a lot of future problems for myself. Well, I guess since we're on the topic and like we'll probably never come back to this area again, I have to ask, <laughs> what is it with women falling into the fucking toilet? Because I've heard this my entire life. I don't what? get it. I've never l- oh, not looked you... to see if the seat was down. No, no, no. Okay. I was thinking, like, what are you even talking about? I'm like, oh, because some asshole left the seat up, you mean? That's why? Uh, up or down? Who just plays that fucking game of Russian roulette where you're just like, I don't know. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. I don't up? care. Why should you have to guess whether the seat is on where you're about to sit? You take two seconds and look. When you turn the the water tap on, do you turn it off when you're done? Yeah. Do you put the lid back on the ketchup when you're done with it? Mostly. I got some crusty ketchup. Yeah, well, watch this. Someone doesn't fall in there. <laughs> they would deserve to because they're not paying attention to their surroundings. Like That'd be like blaming me for windexing the window because it's too clean. Take a look. Oh my gosh, no, no. If I get up, especially at night, especially you get up in the night, you want to be blinded by the brightness of an unnecessarily light. Like the toilet I'd doesn't move. I'm toilet water toilet on my butt. I can find the toilet in the dark. I shouldn't have to guess whether I'm going for a swim. Like turn on the lights, blind myself. Now I've alerted my brain that I'm awake. I can pretty much sleepwalk, go to the bathroom in the night. But if I'm taking a dip in the middle or have to be concerned that I might be taking a dip, you know, while I'm up, then I got to turn the light on. It just, it's a whole thing. So what you're telling me is... Put the seat down when you're done peeing. People, I uh, people, women, just believe the seat should be down at all times. That that's the, like, standard position a toilet is in. That is the standard position. That, like, arguably the seat is meant to be on the seat of it's the meant throne. It's to be sat upon. No lifted sat up against the back side of the toilet water tank that's not its natural position i disagree and maybe that's why i I, I don't know (laughs) i am glad we addressed this i'm i feel like i'm learning that i don't know women are gamblers I just wouldn't I think take the risk. I think men are gamblers. If there's, if there's men, like, repeatedly leaving the seats up for their women to fall into the toilets, I think the men are the real gamblers because a wet butt is nothing compared to the fury of a woman. Okay. I guarantee that, like, the consequence for that getting on someone's nerves is, is way worse than a wet butthole. Wet butt, You're shame on me. Wet butt, <laughs> two or three times, shame on you. No. <laughs> yeah, 
Like, you live with someone who you cannot train to put things back the way they belong. Well, that's... I, I, don't, I don't even know what to tell you. Okay, so if a girl moves into my house and I, the where it belongs in my house, the way that I have it set up is seat up, you're saying that she should be trained to put the seat up when she's done? No. <laughs> this is sexist. Okay, but here's the thing. Yeah. You need to seat down for 50% of, I don't know that it works out exactly to 50%, but of half of the things that you do on the toilet, mm -hmm. you are seated. You, yes. you are seated when you're pooping. So when you have to sit down to use the toilet, would you prefer that the seat be up or down? It, it does not cross my mind as like any kind of thing. I it just doesn't cross look... your mind. So you sit down to take a shit whether the seat is up or down. Oh, no, I prefer it to be down. That's why I take a look. Right. So when you have to sit on the toilet, you'd rather sit on the seat. Yeah. Imagine... If you had to do a hundred percent, barring you know that you have trained yourself well with the shiwi for yeah. women, you know, but beyond that, like if you had to do a hundred percent of your business seated, I would make sure to take a look. Is that the way you treat your mother? Like if your mom, if your mom's, I, I'm not, I'm not like just like no, 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 throw that in your face like and that ends it i mean like oh yeah like honestly i am now curious if you know your mom's coming over for a visit do you think like oh mom's coming we should probably put the seat down it like, would never cross that... my mind i know that she would it never does... want to touch okay. the seat and that you know she would roll her eyes at me that i had done that but it would not cross my mind as i scrub up the house as i put everything in order as i make sure the house looks nice it would not cross my mind for a second to go double check where the seat was. Okay, that's, I mean, that's interesting. That you are that inconsiderate. To what extent? Oh, to every possible extent. Like, not even for your mother would you spare her a swim. No, no. I would treat any woman as an equal. And I think everybody is equally <laughs> responsible to take one second and take a fucking look. <laughs> Don't blame me for your poor decision making. Oh, That's like a heroin addict getting mad at me. And I've never sold heroin. I didn't do anything. You know, when you talked about like, oh, a possible bit for the show, like honest dating. Uh, what do you call these profiles? Yep. Next time you make a dating profile, you better include your mentality on toilet seats because this is information a woman's going to want to know in advance. And I wish you the best of luck. Everybody is responsible for putting the toilet seat up or down and everybody's responsible for their own orgasm. Okay. Good luck. What was that? That's it. I said best wishes. Like, I don't, I don't know what to tell oh, you. That was funny. <laughs> I understand. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll take into consideration what you've said and I'll have learned and grown from this, but I doubt it. I just I mean devil's advocate. I, I understand also like yeah, okay, best look. I guess it depends like what you're used to. If you live with a guy and that's their habit just to leave it up and it doesn't cross their mind to put it down, then like yeah, you, you best be aware. And I guess you've 
elected to tolerate it, you know, as part of your lifestyle that like touching the toilet seat is going to be a regular duty as a woman. If you choose to live with a man who doesn't want to touch it long enough to put it back the way he fucking found it. <laughs> you know, then fine. Like, if, you choose, if, you, if you choose that life as a woman, then like, yeah, I guess you're responsible for your own swim. That's a hazard. Mm-hmm. That you've accepted but i don't know like most most women like i, I... oh my god uh, i'm just trying to think of like the female equivalent that's like a nuisance for a guy yeah go ahead and let me know what that is i'd love to have that conversation absolutely next episode i'll come up with something yeah i'm like you're gonna have to really think about it mm, yeah maybe I am actually genuinely curious. I would actually, I'm, I would love to have that conversation. Yeah. I'm just, it's hard. To... I don't know what you're going to come up with, but I feel pretty confident that I can either accept guilt on behalf of, of my sex or, or at least defend us or attempt yeah. to defend them. As close as I can think right now is just leaving the, uh, the bathroom counter full of crap instead of putting stuff away. That's not everyone. That goes for ma- that goes for men and women. Oh, that's fair. not specifically. All right, that's fair. I'll think of something for next episode. Okay, please do. And if anybody has any ideas, they can email us at bearded and bored, and Cat and I can debate it. Did that sound too pitchy? It sounded the perfect amount of pitchy. Perfect. But now I need your story. Sorry, I completely went on a detour there. Oh no, not at all. That was fantastic. I uh, I don't have a one true three for you this week because I played mine last week. But oh, uh, okay. next time we record, uh, I'll try to bring one. Excellent. I like. I'm looking forward to like. I hope you continue doing this with more people. I look forward to listening to these. Yeah, I I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And like, if there's going to be regulars, then you know it's a way to kind of let everybody know who these people are. Um, my buddy Attic, his wife is a country singer and she's going to join us for an episode shortly. Very cool. Yeah. So hopefully she's got a one true three for us and yeah, we'll build a little community of people just trying to have fun. Like you had mentioned earlier, you were going to get off Instagram and Facebook yeah, and no, all didn't. social media. Like, I don't know. I think I'm done promoting the show for a little while just until like we start making a really good show. Not to say that our episodes aren't good or what we're doing isn't great. It's just I just want to worry about having fun and making this before getting involved in all of that fucking morass. Amen. Is that why you ended up getting off or is that something you feel comfortable talking about? Um, no. Yeah, I guess, I don't know. I I just got to the point of being overwhelmed, I think. Yeah. Just over, It just seemed unnecessary. Like, I have this bookcase full of books that I keep thinking, like, I'm going to read all those, and I don't read them. And then I have all these, like, creative projects in my head that I'm like, I'm going to do that, but instead I sit and watch Netflix, like, or scroll through my phone, and I kind of just got like, okay, I'm literally distracting myself from, like, living my life. 
in, in as small a space as it can happen. Like, okay, even if I spend the whole day in my room, I could be doing better things than what I'm doing, staring at my phone, staring at my TV. So yeah, for two days now, I've deleted all of my social media accounts. I've not turned the TV on at all. Like just back to basics. I've read two books in the last two days. I've done a ton of writing. I feel better. Yeah. I already feel better. So I don't know. Maybe one day I'll there's that and then there's just the side of, side of it of like it's nonsense. It is and absolute nonsense. Is... Like the memes right. and stuff are fun, but like I'm not growing from anything I'm doing there. I'm not having fun. I'm just killing fucking time. Well, that's it. And like all the COVID memes and that like I guess I just got tired with laughing at how absurd everything is like i'm scrolling through i'm like this actually isn't even funny anymore not not even in the way that it alleviates some of the stress by adding some humor to it like it's just not i'm not entertained i'm not like i'm just mindlessly scrolling through what's everyone doing you know and it's like well very fucking little well yeah and like i'm not enjoying any of the tv while i watch or the movies i watch I'd rather watch one or two movies a night and really like what I'm doing, but like not have my cell phone in the fucking hands the whole time, as opposed to spending 12 hours watching Netflix and the whole time I'm flipping through shit. Like, shouldn't I be mm-hmm. doing something like a little more fucking meaningful? Well, that's it. It's like mentally I was not engaged. And also another phenomenon I found myself like waiting for the ding of my phone. Like I would message someone that's like, didn't want to go too far from my phone or I keep looking at my phone for the light to go off or like, Oh, have they messaged me back? And it was like, Oh my God. Like I'm actually like accomplishing very little for myself on my own because I'm either scrolling through stuff. I'm looking for a way to be distracted. So I'm looking for something like comedic to look at, or I'm waiting for someone to respond. And it was just like, I'm so attached to this device and all of the escape that it offers me from actually being physically present in the room with myself. Yeah. And choosing something productive to do with my time, you know? And I, yeah, I guess it just got to the point where I'm like, I'm, I, I, like, I don't feel like I'm benefiting and I, I, yeah, yeah, I'm just worn out. I'm just so worn out. I'm like, I'm, I have to stop at least for a while. I don't even, you well, hear it from everyone. I feel like I'm not going to miss out on any updates or anything in terms of what's going on in the world because the news is what the news is. And in addition to it being on our social media, you can't go anywhere without some sort of conversation or the rules are posted everywhere. It's not like, Ooh, I'm not on Facebook. Now I'm not going to know what the new rules are around masks or whatever. Like, no, I trust I'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, and like after the capital attacks and stuff like that, I was just like, fuck this. Like, uh, I think you talked to me. What? Was it a year ago or even longer that I got off of Facebook? Well, yeah, that was a that was a long time ago because I suspended my account for like two months, and you just you would just went full dark. Yeah, I I couldn't take it anymore for the exact reasons that you were saying. I was wasting time. I was getting involved in the debates. Any of the small groups that I was a, a, like a part of that were like fan groups for drawing or tell them Steve Dave. It would just devolve into these arguments, and I'm like, I'm fucking done with it, man. No mm-hmm. more. No more. Mm-hmm. And, I'm like, I'm seeing that in other places, so, like, fuck it. I'll just enjoy doing weird shit in my own thing. And, actually, I think it was Zach. He found a, a new app that I'm going to go out and figure out. It's, uh, I think it's called All In, but I'm not sure. 
essentially what it is is it takes the headlines and it gives you a right wing a centralist and a left wing uh news article so you can read it from fox washington and the other one and like you can get the way that you know details are downplayed or you know certain stuff is like stepped on and overinflated but at least then i can like start educating myself on the fucking news and having informed opinions as opposed to just you know, not really having an opinion, just going on how I feel about things, but like, God damn, are we not manipulated by that shit now? Well, that shit. And then public opinion in response to the way that the press presents things. It's like, I just, I don't even feel like through social media anyway, that I was receiving any sort of like valuable, maybe reliable, legitimate, like information on which to make my opinion. So I'm forming, forming these opinions and like experiencing these emotions in response to things that like, I, like I say, nonsense where it's like, I'm just, I'm absolutely exhausting myself and I'm not even sure what's reality. Yeah. But that, that app sounds really interesting actually. I'll pass it along to you um, when I mm-hmm. figure out what it is. Sure. Well, I think this is as good a point as any to say goodbye to everybody and talk to you next week. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for this game. That was exciting. I'm going to bring one next week and I'm going to fool you right back. Excellent. really hope this is this easy well that i mean i'm not seeing what's happening but it sounded very easy like okay <laughs> we're recording now oh squeaky like that that seems pretty seamless on my side well of course this is all working because i just bought a webcam too oh to... yeah well now we get to do it the way we were doing it <laughs> we don't need to exactly well and i was thinking even for the people that i'm gonna have on regularly if we like, mm-hmm. we can set up differently, you know, like if we want to have a Skype going in the background so we can see each other as we talk, but record through this or yeah, a thousand you have different so many options. <laughs> I, I have my little journal here and I was drawing you know, different diagrams of how to hook it up. I'm like, well, I could put a tablet here and then we could see each other and then we could do it from <laughs> anywhere. Yeah. I can't explain how nice this is if this actually works because I've spent years trying to figure out how to record three people and I've just never been able to do it. I've been through tutorials, I've had hissy fits, I've ruined trips up to Ottawa to see Zach and Attic because I was like getting mopey because it wouldn't work and I rented a bunch of stuff. Oh my god, and the hissy fits didn't help? That's usually my go-to solution. You would figure it would, right? Show it. (laughs) Just pouting in the garage. I'm like, you're not working. Can we help Tim? No. (laughs) I wrote it all down. I've read it. I'm not an idiot. (laughs) It is so hard not to look stupid. And it's like, well, the only way you can really test it out, because I I even had hooked it up at home. And uh, I had three mics 
So like all around my desk were the different mics and I would go to the one mic and start talking into it, then run around the other side of the table and start talking into it and then run around to the third and start talking into it. Oh I'm like, it worked at home. <laughs> must and you didn't like a lunatic. Do I feel like that's the real show. Oh, uh, I should have put the Benny Hill soundtrack to it. Oh my yes. God. Oh, there's one other thing I gotta, I gotta see if it works. Um, Do you hear that sound coming through? It's like music. Oh, no, I do not. Okay. Um, I wonder how I put that through the max. Oh, it's too late to record it. I'll do that next time. So this one has sound pads, so you can add in your own little like buttons, like people clapping or crickets, but it has its own. Ooh. Yeah. Do, 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 do. I was going to do that when we play one true three. Oh, that's cool. That'll be neat. Well, like once, once you get yourself all situated, that'll be cool. Yeah. But with my stoner brain, every time I go to hook it up for the first 10 times, I'm going to be like, I don't know what I'm doing. You'll <laughs> get that muscle forget. memory. I have a little journal and I'm writing everything down. Um, How very studious of you. All right, so I'm going to try to start off with like a quick intro, intro you, and you just say hi when I, I throw to you, and then okay. go from there. Um, <clears throat> and I, I don't plan on actually using this. I think it's always going to end up at the end, because I stumble and bumble, and it's terrible. Um, oh, hey there, bud. Welcome to the Midnight Owl. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm into this. <laughs> oh, hey there, bud. Welcome to the Midnight Owl. I'm your host, Tim. This week, I'm joined by Kat. Say Hi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. I'm so sorry. I was, I was holding my laughter. I was holding my laughter. If you did, the first time I was ready, the first time I was like, this is good. I'm ready with the high. So sorry. So sorry. Take three. Take three. All right. Oh, hey there, bud. Welcome to the Midnight Owl. This week, I'm joined by Kat. Hi. <laughs> uh, the Midnight Owl is a proud member of the Not After 30 podcast network. <laughs> oh, I think that's good. I'll try it in post. <laughs> Oh, I was struggling so hard because I've I up until this point I've had them all like written down and I try to like read through them. But I'm gonna just every week try to give a different intro. See if I can nail one down that sounds good. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, hey there, bud. <laughs> I like it. I really do like it. Oh, I really should have written down our talking points for this week. Um, I had sent them to you. 